You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Thursday, the last day of Steelers minicamp here at Heinz Field, but we've got Tony Serino. That's right, Tony's back. We couldn't do Tony Tuesday, so he's doing a Tony Thursday. The James Pierre hype train is building and picking up steam really quickly here in minicamp. We're going to let Tony marinate in that for a bit in the first second but talk about the real merits of James Pierre and who might be stepping up at slot cornerback and other positions the Steelers need in the secondary and then finally we'll get his thoughts on Matt Canada and the Steelers offense and what actually is going on with how they're going to mix it up this year and make things a little bit different all right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast which you subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Honesty. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment it really helps us out and you get a shout at the end of the show for doing so. Let's get into it. So we didn't get to do Tony Tuesday. Sometimes there's schedule snafus. Sometimes there's just things that get in the way. But there's nothing that can get in the way of me and Tony eventually connecting. And I'm so happy that this man made time on a Thursday to join the show. Tony, thanks as always for making time. Absolutely. Listen, too many weeks have gone by without Tony Tuesdays. I couldn't. I, look, I know that this week we couldn't make a Tony Tuesday work. We'll make what is this going to be? a Tony, Tony Thursday. Uh, Tony Thursday. See, we're so, keeping the alliteration at the least. Alliteration so, is yeah, there. that's that's the important part here on Locked On Steelers. Exactly. I mean, we we gave you a Tony Monday and a Tuesday. Now we're giving you a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we need to we need to be careful though, man. People might think that you're that you're the co-host again. That's right. Yeah, yeah. See, that's right. We have, there's a the lock is going to have a certain number. Was all right. No more Tony for for a, for a week. No more Tony for yeah. We got the Tony we got a, quote. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. Let's dive right into what I what I think's really big here and we can't avoid. Tony, you have a history of calling out players that no one cares about and saying, mm-hmm. "Let's get on this hype train." You did it for Devlin Hodges. And it worked out. And Devlin Hodges, you said in minute, you said in training camp, "Ah, that guy's going that, that guy's going to be good." And I was like, Tony, he's not even going to make the roster, which initially he didn't. He got cut, sent home, didn't even, you know, they didn't make the team. But then they traded away Josh Dobbs. He was signed to the practice squad. Then Ben went down. Then Mason went down. All of a sudden, De- Devlin Hodges had the Steelers within the playoffs. And, and yeah, exactly. And, and who knows what could have been a, a potential playoff run. Uh, for for duck could have been in the cards. Anyways, okay, we're not uh, gonna now, get you hyped course. up on, on on him, but we will get you hyped on on who your latest hype train has be has been. Mm. Now Tony gets total credit. He did this. I think it was back in March. I, I think that's how it long ago you started this hype this hype train talk. <laughs> but Tony was right on James Pierre from the door. He's been hyping him up. Ever since, uh, you know, we had a time to calm down from the Browns game, the Browns playoff loss, and James Pierre in that game only played a limited amount of coverage snaps. You know, didn't get to do a whole lot, but the one time he was he, he was targeted in that game, he looked really good, and uh, was an incomplete pass. And right now, the news out of minicamp, and I was there, I was watching him do it. 
He's the standout right now. He had two interceptions on Ben Roethlisberger in live team drills, one of which came in the two-minute drill, and I I was impressed by it. I will say that much. I'm not allowed to glean too much about what happened outside of what they confirmed, but um, Mm -hmm. there is a – there is the the, the, – the James Pierre hype train is picking up speed. No, it's 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 about to leave. It's about to leave the station, Chris. And I got to tell uh, you know <laughs> listeners of Locked On Steelers. Now is the time. If you don't, if you wait until training camp starts, you will be seen as someone who's you know who's a. Uh, uh, jumping on late. I mean, this, you know, the, the, the train is leaving the station. If you want to be one of the cool kids, okay, if you want to join in early here to the James PR hype train, you got to get on now because this is starting way earlier than I even thought. And, you know, the nice thing, so for those of you who, who you know, want to see what I saw last year, look, you know, sometimes when you scout a player, it's a daunting task. You know, you got to watch hundreds, hundreds of snaps to get a sense of who they are, right? You know, Chris, you did a great film evaluation of, of Chooks earlier this offseason. I'm sure you went through, again, there, there are probably thousands of plays that he's had in, in his career so far. You don't have to do that for my boy James. Go to Game Pass. There's probably 20 that you got to go through. It's an easy 15-minute watch, and you'll see what I saw. It's, this, this kid can play. You know, we just got to see more of it, and I'm happy to see. You know, look, and people oh, – the other thing I want to say, Chris, here, is that some people say, whoa, 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 Ben threw two interceptions? No, in minicamp, I mean, we just watched him throw four interceptions against the Browns. That's this a tough look. But remember, you can't really blame Ben when he's when he's. I mean, he's got a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame corner out there. Of course, he's going to throw a couple interceptions to that guy. This is the, this is Darrell Revis mixed with like Champ Bailey. Uh, this is, I mean, this is the next great one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time. Oh my gosh! Okay, and see, this is this is why I always like I love to go to you, but then I'm just like, oh, here he goes. He's gay. Yeah. So my, the question is, how far is Tony going to go? And he's going to go pretty far here, Chris, because it's it's mini camp, and we're already talking about James Pierre. Can you even imagine what's going to happen when 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 training camp starts? You know, I, I was I was listening to uh, to to the secondary coach Terrell Austin, and he's talking about you know who should play the slot. You know, we're going to play Cam on the outside, and I just look, you're doing a disservice here. Okay, we all know what's going to happen. When, when you go to sub-package, James Pierre is going to be your starter. The question is, is Cam Sutton or is Joe Hayden going to keep their job, Chris, in, in base package geez, we're, we're, at this We're doing point. Joe Hayden talk. I mean, know. listen, I don't want to push Joe Hayden out. No one wants to push Joe Hayden out, but James Pierre might. <laughs> you are you, sir, on another level right now, I have to say. I'm but, feeling it. But, but, but Tony, and, and, and listen, I, I feel the excitement. I feel the, the hype because Steelers fans want to know, is the secondary going to be all right? And if James Pierre became that guy, it would answer a lot of questions because then you could say, hey, Cam Sutton, go play the slot where you've been playing. My, the Mike Hilton question gets answered with, honestly, a better cover corner. But Sutton's not as good of a blitzer as, as, as Hilton, but he's better in man-to-man and in those responsibilities. But yeah. then you put Pierre on the outside. If Say he was the answer on the outside. It would be a huge answer for the Steelers' questions about their secondary right now. And, and then you're just wondering, okay, well, now who's the, who's the fourth and fifth options at the cornerback position? Um, we'll get into slot talk later because there's some more things that have been that have been chopped and screwed up uh in in mini camp here but you know i I, again i'm going to you know i'm i i I joined the last time you talked about this i said i was on the train you are welcome i'm just i'm just not sure if i'm on the train when it's going 400 miles per hour into canton (laughs) because because i think eventually well look if if james doesn't have me induct him into the hall of fame i'm going to be insulted at this point um so i think that's you know that's pretty much got to be a lock no but in all seriousness like you talked about you know kind of the the 
the thought about the secondary going into this year, you know, was boy, this, that you have, they have lost a ton of talent. They didn't, they didn't spend any time in free agency getting anybody. And they got a bunch of undrafted guys to come in. So this, this could have been a big problem, but having Pierre kind of ascend the way that it looked like he was ascending at the end of last season does kind of fill a big hole there, which is, you know, look, they, they cut Steven Nelson. So if they can fill in with it, with a guy who they trust um, on the outside, then yeah, there's some questions about the, you know, the nickel, but maybe even Cam Sutton could be that guy. And, and it does kind of point to, you know, Chris, the other thing I want to mention real quick, I know we got to go to break, but um, you know, there was a long time there were Steeler fans had this idea that like this team just can't scout corner right. corner is a, is just a bit is a problem for this team, not just developing talent, but just scouting it whatsoever. Now the fact that this team has now brought along Cam Sutton and, and is bringing along James Pierre should even in the long term give, give fans more confidence in this team's ability to, uh, to assess the position itself. So, so your answer is forget about Cortez Allen. Forget, forget about Curtis Brown. They got James Pierre. They, it's all in the past now because look, well, you know, it's not, it's not just James Pierre, right? Because it is their ability to, to see Steven Nelson on the open market and bring him in. Right. I mean, you know, you, you the, the Mike Kelton development, uh, Cam Sutton and now, and James Pierre is the best of the bunch. I mean, they did save the best for last. I'll give them that. Uh, you, sir. You, sir, no, no bounds. We got to take a break before this, this train runs even further off the tracks. We come back. We're still talking about the secondary. We'll do that right after this break. Steelers fans, who doesn't want instant gratification? Whether it's getting to watch your favorite highlight in the moment or, if you're looking for satisfaction, getting Credit Karma money where you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily cash instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft freeze, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms may apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC, maximum balance, and transfer limits apply. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Thursday. Um, But, Tony, we're continuing to talk about the secondary here. One thing, finishing up on James Pierre, the thing, though, like all jokes aside, Mm -hmm. When we talked to him after the practice was over and we asked him, like, you know, what did it feel like picking off Ben Roethlisberger two times? You know, and, and he was just honestly, he was like, you know, it was great seeing my teammates celebrate. And he said, you know, Ben Roethlisberger came up and gave him a fist bump afterwards. It was like, good job. Um, but each time we asked him what his focus was or we gave him a chance to kind of hype himself up and say the normal, like, everybody overlooked me and I'm, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I've been disrespected. I have a chip on my shoulder. He never came at it that way. He kept coming on as like, listen, man, like, I, I don't know if I'm playing inside, outside. I just know I play cornerback. I'm just right. here to do my job. And so I asked, like, what do you do? He's like, I just learned the playbook. I just want to be where they're telling me to be. 
there's a genuine sense this guy's like, listen, I know that it's a, it was a slim to none chance for me to even be at this position, and I do not take that for granted. I think Steelers fans would really appreciate that about about Jays Pierre. Yeah. The, the, other, the other thing I want to go a little inside baseball here because, you know, I, I did dress up as an, as a Steelers media member for Halloween for a couple of years as host of this show. Uh, you know, there was a, there was a, a point where I think, I, I think it was you and someone else tried to get, cause you, again, so the way this works for fans, Chris and everyone who's at OTAs cannot yes. say what happened on a play. They just, you know, they, right. they, they can't describe plays. So I think it was you and Kaboli both tried to get Pierre to actually like just, just can you can you tell us what happened on the play? Uh, you know, can you just which is your favorite one? And he like refused to say like what happened on the interception. Refused to say what the plays were, which is why you can't talk about because if, exactly. if James says it right, then then you can talk about it, right? Because then you can report on it. I thought that was funny, but yeah, his interviews are good. You know, the, the, he's a very straightforward, you know, straight, straight shooter in his mm-hmm. interview. And I thought the other thing that was really nice, you know, when they talked about you, I think you asked him what did the coaches ask you to fix, you know, in the offseason, right? What, what was the big thing you wanted to work on? Yeah. He's, he said, catching the ball, which I think is, you know, when you watch his tape, especially if you go back <laughs> to his college tape, you know, his, his ability to play the ball was, I think, one of his big weaknesses. Yes. So being more comfortable with the ball in the air, I think, is, is where coaches want to see him get better. Right. And that, that, what, that was my question. Uh, to, to be fair, there were other guys in the media corps trying to press him about the interception because we're all trying. It, it, it's a delicate situation. We're not allowed to tweet out things that happen like that. Um, like when it was confirmed that Ben Roethlisberger, quote unquote, got injured yesterday, you know, we had to kind of ask and Tomlin in a way kind of confirmed it. But then, you know, we're able to confirm he was right. It didn't mean nothing because Ben was out there today throwing the ball around like it was no problem. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, so like things like that, that's just the, the nature of the beast, the way this game is played in the media. But like you said, the way that he responds to things, he's very straightforward. He's not, you know, he's not trying to give you this long explanation. He's like, Hey man, I'm just, I, 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 I'm here. I believe in myself. I, you know, I'm trying to make the plays. And, you know, he talked about Joe Hayden. He's like, Joe Hayden just said, be yourself, you know, just kind of stay focused. Don't try mm-hmm. to do too much. This guy comes off as very grounded. And I wrote about this on DKPittsburghSports.com. If you want to read all the quotes and what Tomlin said about him, and because Tomlin spoke at length about James Pierre. So go check that out. But but building off of this, Tony, the thing is the Steelers secondary has a lot of que- has a lot of questions because not only for who plays outside and who plays slot, but also who's gonna back either up. Mm-hmm. And even if even if James Pierre is your Hall of Fame cornerback and Cam Sutton plays in the slot, the Steelers need answers at both positions when one goes down. It's 17 game season. Someone's right. going to get hurt. Someone's going to get tired. Someone's going to need a someone's going to need a break at some point. And a, a guy who's starting to emerge as maybe another slot option is Antoine Brooks, who's been getting some praise as well in minicamp. Um, I've been shocked to hear this, and I'm I'm interested to see more. You know, when, especially once we can, you know, once you can really report on this at training camp, because Brooks was a guy, and I think Tomlin talked about this, right? Brooks was Brooks was kind of the next man up at one point last year when Hilton was down. Brooks was the guy they put in there in in certain spots. Um, you know, I think we we all kind of thought of him as more of a a linebacker or you know, kind of in the box safety type, but if they trust him in nickel, I- I'm intrigued by that because, you know, the other options here, Chris, I mean, if it's, if it's not Brooks and it's, and it's, and then Cam Sutton stays on the outside. I mean, the, the other options are undrafted rookies, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, Justin so. Lane, Shakur Brown, or well, uh, uh, Trey Norwood, but they've been using him like a lot more at safety. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they, they, they kind of need someone to, to, 
to emerge as this, as yeah. this, you know, and look, we should say the last time they had this problem, an undrafted guy emerged. His name was Mike Hill. Right. right? Not, not to say that that's going to happen again because it happened last time, you know, but um, as I talked about, you know, in the, in the last segment, I think, I think this team's ability to, um, you know, to scout corners clearly better than it, you know, better than it was like say five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this Antoine Brooks stuff. You know, the, I guess the question for me, Chris, is does he have the athleticism to play inside? Um, or is this maybe an, an answer to, you know, when you think about kind of Jarvis Landry, you know, who they're going to match up in the division. We think about Jarvis Landry, you think about um, uh, Tyler Boyd, right? These aren't exactly speedsters at the wide receiver position. Um, so it's not, you know, so Brooks may be able to get away with, you know, certainly I don't think he's a guy who ran well in the 40. Yeah, he's not, um, you know, he, he's, he's not like a, a speedster. He's more so quick. Um, yeah. and he, he's, a, he's a lot more like what they were hoping Marcus Allen could be in a, mm-hmm. a box safety who could line up in the slot. Marcus Allen's more of a linebacker extra now, but Brooks does look like he, uh, you know, one thing I, I saw in his college tape was he changes direction very quickly. Like he'll, okay. he'll, he'll, he'll go one way, stop turning the other way. And that is extremely important in the slot because your whole game is, they're in the middle of the field. They're not, you can't pin them to the sideline. They can go left or right. You have to be prepared for when they try to put the shake on you. And that could be where Brooks gets his advantage. Um, you know, Pierre wouldn't go into playing outside or inside. He's like, look, man, I'm just trying to play cornerback. I play period. corner. I love um, that. I love that answer. I play corner. Yeah. That was, that was a great answer. And, and again, one of those reasons I was saying he's, I feel like he's so grounded. So, um, and Shakur Brown, another option there, you know, a guy, a guy at the slot. So there's, there's, there's guys who's going to be competing here, but the Steelers are going to need a couple of those undrafted dudes or young dudes that, that haven't proven themselves yet to show up and, and, and make their case. I'm interested to see who those guys will be and could, and if they do, it brings, it brings to, it wraps a, a pretty bow on a big problem that a lot of people thought was even bigger in March. You asked, you asked Edmonds, you know, if they were planning on utilizing him in any different way, especially, yeah. you know, more in the slot, because physically he's certainly capable of doing it when you consider his size and speed. He said, do you, do you buy his answer that kind of like, we're just, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or is, is that more of like an OTA, hey, it's OTAs. We're not trying to give away like massive shifts to personnel and, and, you know, you know, where, where I'm going to be used on on the defense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I asked him about that. Because I, I was thinking along those lines, like, can he play in the slot? Because can he play more? Because here's the thing. If they go get a Malik Hooker or if they feel like Arthur Mollette is, is fitting in, you know, if, if they can get another safe to play deep, then Edmonds can be where he's in his element, closer mm-hmm. to the line of scrimmage, roaming around, using his sides and his speed. But he was like, yeah, we're not. He's like, oh, it ain't broke. We're not going to fix it. And, and, and I respect that. I'm not saying yeah. there's anything wrong with that. But that that's the, that is the direction I was going with that question. Edmonds is just, uh, um, he's, he, I think he's sticking to, to that role. And I think, but here's the, here's the other thing, him and Keith Butler, they want to keep that pair together, him with Minka. Um, yeah. despite him not getting his, uh, his fifth year option, it's very apparent that they want him around. And he did, you know, the other thing he said, it was interesting about when, when asked about his contract, and about whether or not they can get something done. He said, you know, we'll see if we can get something done next year. And I think my, yeah, I think hasn't, hasn't the assumption been that maybe they can get something done this year, right? Like before, 
before the end of training camp, before the start of the regular season, get, get a little something done with him to, to lock him in. Because I think the last thing the Steelers need to get into going into 2022 is a bidding war for Terrell Edmonds. Yeah, they, 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 it would behoove them to get it done before there's any bidding war that can happen and before he, because here's the thing again, and I wrote about this for my Carter's classroom that, that, that published yesterday, Terrell Edmonds best numbers were in 2020. You know, mm-hmm. he had the, he had more yeah. breakups than he had in all in, in his career before that he had more interceptions. He had the best completion percentage of his career. Um, so, you know, he's on the uptick and he's, I think he's only going to further improve. And Keith Butler said like, yeah, we think he will take that, st- take that step right now. Yeah. So if, uh, if he does that and he increases his stock, that could be a big problem for the Steelers. We got to, we got to cut, to cut away one more time for a quick break. When we come back, I want to get Tony's thoughts on some offensive things before we let him go on this Tony Thursday. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d locked on in there how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com today You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Thursday, switching it up this week. Now, Tony, offensive thoughts here. Now, Dean, Josh, and I, we talked about Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger a lot yesterday. If y'all want to go hear that discussion, go 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 get that. Um, you know, it was yesterday's episode. But I wanted to get your thoughts on just the nature of how things are playing out because it seems like every time someone says one thing people lean to to that statement and it's blown out of proportion and then even if there's something that's said completely to the opposite that one's then blown out of proportion without any context of the previous statement or the other the the the, the context of the, the the quotes around the ones that have been plucked out and i'm meaning for example when ben roethlisberger obviously sarcastically said that 
the the offense is completely new and nothing. Hundred percent new. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. He said it's a hundred percent new. That was completely sarcastic, and we knew that then. Um, and now you have Matt Canada saying that, oh, we're just doing what Ben wants to do, and and someone took that quote and removed it from everything else and said, aha, see, see, right. they're really just doing what Ben wants, and it's like oh, you guys don't understand. There's a yeah. lot of context here. That exact that quote is like yeah exactly that that is the 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 worst quote ever because it it is clearly taken out of context I believe Chris and correct me if I'm wrong and I'm sure you guys talked about it yesterday he sounded like it sounded to me like he was talking about the route concepts that Ben likes to read or you know it, it's certainly in in yes. certain coverages yes. that's what he was saying because I believe that if you if you watch the full quote he says um you know about how you know what Ben see like what Ben sees is what I want like that's how I need to call plays I need to call plays as Ben sees the field because if i'm calling it you know a, a, a route concept that he's not comfortable with well it's not gonna do us any good even if i like the route concept if ben doesn't like it guess what that's not gonna work especially against certain coverages so yeah i mean look you know in that same interview he talked about playing under center right the quarterback playing under center he talked about using more play action because he said he said about fixing the running game you gotta use play action if you're gonna fix a running game okay yeah. well, we know ben roethlisberger doesn't like either of those things so you know this idea that like oh this is still the ben roethlisberger show Again, and I would just go back to anyone who really thinks that Ben still runs the show. Why did they fire Feekner? Why? Why let right. Randy Feekner go? Right. If you're just going to continue on this path of like, you know, Ben is shadow OC. Like you, you had that guy's name was Randy Feekner. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess their natural pushback would be because they need to blame somebody. And it's, yep. but it's like, right, right. So, yeah. Who, who, what, who? Yeah. But then I would ask that fan, who do you, who do you think you cheer for? Right. Who do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are as an organization? Right. Is this, is this an organization that, that just throws people under the bus and goes, well, it wasn't your fault, but we're going to blame it on you. See you. Right. I just, exactly. They have the, never done that. The Steelers don't do that. Um, they, they make changes when they see that then they need to make changes. And for those who are like, well, they did fire Bruce Arians, you know, like, yeah, but Bruce Arians, his offense was getting Ben hit he's like, getting, like a hundred times a year. Right. He had, ben, wouldn't, point, ben wouldn't be playing today if Arians were still the offensive coordinator. Right. He probably would have retired in 2014, just yeah. like the way that things were going if, if he had stayed there. So the, the, you're right, Tony, you're, you're right on with me here. We agree. Dean is wrong. Cause he thought this was serious. I was telling Dean how crazy he was. Um, <laughs> He's but in, in all seriousness, right? But 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 in all seriousness, I do see, you know, the the, the changes in it. And, you know, again, the things that I can't report that I'm seeing at training camp, mm -hmm. I, I do the, the things that I'm seeing. I'm like, okay, I'm getting a better sense of what the Steelers' offense would be. And again, it's not it's not like it's a different language. You know, it's not like it's not like you're saying "Como está" instead of "How are you." It's more so like, hey, we're just going to do this a different way. We're just going to work these type of things. And again, they're bringing back a run game that didn't exist last year. And that alone is going to change up what defenses have to do to stop the Steelers. I'm most looking forward to in the Matt Canada offense, the 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 insanity. Uh, you know, like <laughs> if you go back and watch his college tape, how crazy things look, the oh, yeah. shifts, the oh, motions yeah. that happen before the play, the things that just, again – you know, the potpourri that you add to a play that just kind of keeps defenses off balance. That's the stuff that even if, even if they just, let's say they took Randy Fickner's playbook last year mm -hmm. and they ran the exact same thing. They just added motion all, all over it. I might even be okay with that. And I, and I think in some ways, you know, look, it, like, like you said, this is not going to be a wholesale change to everything that this offense went, is, wants to do. I think they're going to run the ball more. I think they're going to run the ball uh, and, and they're going to use play action off of it. Um, but they're, you know, they're, they're likely going to do a lot of the same things that Ben liked to do last year, which is, I think they're going to throw short uh, in a lot of cases, Ben, you know, they're still going to run all their mesh stuff. They're still going to run the crosser on third and eight. Cause 
that's what they love. Um, and I think all this stuff's still going to be the case, but you know, just, just adding the Matt Canada potpourri on top of it and adding more, you know, jet motion, jet sweeps and all that stuff. Again, just, that's the thing the Steelers didn't do last year enough, which keep defenses off balance. They became so predictable by the end of the year that, you know, we, we at home as fans could, could call out what the play was going to be. And certainly defenses, you know, had, had a pretty, pretty keen eye for what was coming. Yeah. Again, it's about finding that balance to keep defenses off, you know, for when you're, when you are balanced, they have to be off balanced Mm -hmm. because then they have to, they have to focus on stopping something that you do well last year, they focused on stopping the short passing game. It's and that's when the Steelers fell into a lot of pitfalls this year. If you have a strong ground game and you have a, that, that, that'll open up more opportunities for the deep passing game. And then they can't, focus on the short passing game, which when it was on was very dangerous for the Steelers and was very effective. So uh, again, it's about mixing those things up. That's Tony Serino. He may be crazy at times with his conspiracies. He may have his tinfoil hats and he may think that James Pierre is already a hall of fame bound cornerback, but he does understand offensive coordinator talk. So I really appreciate this guy being on the show. Absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, one other thing I want to ask you real, real quick before I go. Sure. Why Why this week of all weeks is every single person talking about how Juju actually can't play outside? He has to play in the slot because no one else in this team can do it. Like maybe, and maybe you can't talk about this because you're seeing stuff at OTAs, but I've noticed that a lot of different outlets are writing this same article, which is, well, Juju has to play the slot. Who else can do it? He has to. He just has to do it. Yeah, I just, I keep telling people it's not – that statement in itself is also something that was taken, I think, way further than it was supposed to. Juju's not saying, don't ever put me in a slot. He even said, it's not that I don't want to play in a slot. It's that I want to show that I can play outside. Last year, he played 80% of, right. of plays in the slot. The year before that, it was like 63%. The year before yeah. that, it was like 58%. Yes, he'll still play the majority of the slot. But when you mix up where he lines up, and in fact, I talked about this with Arthur Motes and Wes Euler on uh, Steeler Nation Radio just yesterday during minicamp. And, and Arthur Motes agreed with me. He's like, when I'm a defender, if I if certain receivers come out in, in, in a huddle and we see them and we know that one lines up in the slot eight out of ten times, that makes things so much easier for the defense to say, okay, this is our lineups, this is our matchups, let's get this set up. And then they are much more focused when they come to the line of scrimmage because they know what you're doing. But when you line up Juju outside and maybe Deontay in the slot or James in the slot or Ray Ray in the slot or Chase in the slot, now it's like, oh, crap, we can't put a lot – we can't put our slot cornerback on Chase. He's going to just run right over that guy. Like, right. so – there's that's what Juju I, th- I think is talking about and you're right I can't say where he's lining up in camp because that hasn't been talked about um you know you know on the on the mics but I can say that that's where I've seen his comments going more and I did I, I even broke this down a little bit numbers wise on dkpittsburghsports.com a, a couple weeks ago when he first said this I don't think it's that big a deal for, you know, for, for this. So outlets saying that I, I get it. Juju has a ton of uh, success in the slot and chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson skills more lend to being outside receivers uh, than Juju's natural skills. But he, all he's saying is mix it up so that they're not no, guessing. They don't know where we're lining up pre-snap and making it that much harder on the defense. So that, yeah, that's where I, that's going. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I just think about, you know, what Matt Canada has done in his career and how, how he likes to utilize people and how, you know, how, how multiple he likes his fronts to be, or his, his looks to be. I just feel like we're going to, you know, naturally from those cases, we're going to see Juju on the outside more. So I'm, I'm excited to watch it. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be exciting to see when we get to actually see when I can actually say what's happening. In yeah, exactly. You can um, actually tell us. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will say this. I do love having my man, Tony Serena, come on the show. Dude, thanks so much for come, making time on a Thursday. Really appreciate you. Let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on uh, YouTube. AFC North Talk is uh, is a roundtable show all about the AFC North, and yes. I represent the Pittsburgh Steelers on that show. We're going through position by position. We did running back on Tuesday. Give give that show a watch. I was unfortunately I was in the car driving, uh, but the Steelers were well represented by other members of of the uh, of the show. They did not they were not a unanimous fourth spot, which I was shocked by. I thought they would hmm. definitely be there. Um, so give that give that a listen. Also, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Steeler Country. With Tony Serena, of course, you can find me every Tuesday right here with my friend Chris on Locked On Steelers. Absolutely. And you remember, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm verified now. I got my check mark. Woo! Um, congrats. Right? I got superpowers and stuff now. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, you can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com where I'm breaking things down that are happening in minicamp, giving you film analysis, all my thoughts there on, on the Steelers, pit football, and pit basketball as well. Um, and, of course, you can listen to this podcast, the Locked On Steelers podcast, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the app Odyssey or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show for helping us out because that gets the word out. And we have a new five-star review for from Michelle T. Tibb. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your five-star review. Michelle says, absolutely the best. Living in South uh, or Southern California, I have, have very limited access to Steelers news. I love tuning in daily to get updates and insights from Chris and his guests. They provide great analysis and keep me up to date with all things Steelers. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. we got another five-star review we'll be reading tomorrow um, because y'all been dropping a, a bunch of them. If, get, please, it really does help out. Even if you've done it before, more five-star reviews, the better we do, the more people hear about what we're doing here at Locked On Steelers. Thanks again for, to- for Tony being on the show. We'll be back tomorrow with Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPSI.